and people say, where do you get help for a suicidal person? Just take them to the nearest hospital. There's something even we call involuntary admission. If you know the person is really at risk, what if they decided to burn the whole house down or the whole office workplace down and all of you are there and you are just saying, you know, she just, you must go along with the person. What is it that I'm actually looking for? Do we really know life? Sure. But let me say intelligence. Emotional intelligence, social intelligence, financial intelligence. So I believe it's important for each and every one of us to understand the rules that govern any arena of your life. You are listening to The Revenge of the Forsaken Gods, a podcast that explores the human experience and seeks to create a blueprint for living using books, stories, movies, and conversations. And here is your host, Andrew Balongo Opere. Welcome to the Revenge of the Forsaken Gods podcast, and I am your host, Andrew Balongo Opere. And in this podcast, I seek to find out the things that you and I need to live a fruitful life. Now, I noticed that one of the things that are threatening you and I, uh, I noticed one of the things that is threatening you and I from having a fruitful life is taking one's own life. I wanted to find out how to identify when someone is suicidal, what would cause someone to be suicidal, and what can I do to support them when they are suicidal? Because there's a growing concern in Kenya over the alarming rise in suicides. According to the World Health Organization, the suicide mortality rate, which is the number of suicide deaths in a year per 100,000 people in the population, The current rate in 2019 in Kenya is 6.1%. For females, it's 3.2%. But for males, it's 9.1%. It's no secret that if we remain ignorant to what's going on, what the warning signs are, what to do to turn things around, imagine what would happen if your father your mother, your brother, your sister, your friend, your colleague, or your boss took their own life and it was on your watch. So hence, I decided to find out what I can do. And I invited a guest who is a psychologist. Um, She deals with developmental psychology and behavior. She's also a neuro-linguistic programming coach. And I'll ask her to unpack that for us. And apart from that, she's also a TEDx curator and she teaches people public speaking. But the reason I invited her here was because she is the only psychologist that I've met who is in charge of a men's only health group on WhatsApp. And she's very, very empathetic. She's very supporting to the challenges that the men share in the group. And I thought she'd be the perfect person to bring on here. So without further ado, the sole admin of the men's health group on WhatsApp and also offline too. Grace Kinudia, welcome. Thank you. I never saw the last part coming. I should have gotten a disclaimer. Hey, I'm going to add this. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. In fact, uh, you know, let's start with there. Uh, how did you become the admin of a men's only group supporting men with their mental health? Wow. So interesting enough, this is supposed to be a suicide conversation and how the group was formed or ideally how that came up was you had lost two friends due to suicide. 
and I thought maybe it's time to have this conversation. So because most of the time you find that and having an inner circle that most of my friends are male. And having an inner circle that my closest people are male and I found out that most of the time men don't get to speak out. I equally have female friends and I found that when you listen to this party, the females and the males, there's a lot of misconception when it comes to men. So I thought maybe it was a try and error when it started and we started with, with an event that was 2018. Yeah, because I think that's when the group was formed. And the event was called Masculinity Monday. We used to talk about... Every last Monday of the month, we used to have a physical event. And we used to talk about men's mental health. And as the event grew and people were interested and people decided, why don't we have a WhatsApp group? At first, we had a WhatsApp group of everybody who came in. Then later on, somebody challenged me and said, I think men should have their own group, maybe so that they're able to, to be vulnerable and to see. And that's how... That came about and it grew. So every event we would go, we would add somebody else. And maybe along the way when I'm speaking to somebody, I'm like, I think I may not be the best person to listen to you or maybe give you a perspective, but you need to learn other men undergoing this. And hey, would you like to join the group? And most people are like, okay. I don't know how you came at, around the group because you happen to be in the group. I don't know how you or when you joined. <laughs> So maybe you should, maybe you can tell us how did you bump into the group? How did you, yeah, how did you find yourself there? But I know you've been there for years. That's all I remember. Yeah. Yes. Interestingly enough, I just remember I was reaching out to my fellow um, psychologist, female friends, and I was just asking, do you guys know any groups where men are, where guys can discuss? Because I couldn't find any. And I think she knew of this group and she put me in touch with you and you added me into the group. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, it was also so, a breakout uh, from other WhatsApp groups whereby people discuss mental health. So it was more of pulling people separately to get the guys who are interested in that. Yes. Yeah. So because today is actually a National Suicide Prevention Day, uh, would you mind helping us uh, unpack, you know, what is suicide and, you know, why do we need to prevent it? Uh, suicide is named as the act of voluntarily taking on one's life, whereby you voluntarily decide, I need to stop living, and this is how I need it to be done. It could be done assistedly or by yourself, so that's what we call suicide. Voluntarily deciding, I need to stop this, I need to stop living, or I've had it, that's enough. Why we need prevention? We believe by the time somebody is getting to the edge of thinking, I don't deserve to live the world, I don't deserve to be alive. Most of the time it comes with a sense of helplessness, feeling hopeless, despair, disappointment. And we think that, or medically, it's in that most people who end up committing suicide, it's because they felt at the edge. And most of the time, a large number of them had things like anxiety. They had depression, depression being the common reason why people end up suicidal. Okay, so it seems that from what you've said, suicide is like the end result of having experienced depression, helplessness, and all these things. So, uh, you know, would you mind then uh, talking about what are then the causes of feeling helplessness? What are the causes of depression that would then find someone saying, you know what, I'm ready to check out? Okay, I'll give you a typical example. Maybe I can use you and process you here with you. So ideally, assume and now we've started the conversation with me. So let's, you know, Andrew is a maybe teenage man who just, let's even assume he just completed high school. You are 
you're just getting into your adult life and per how you expect it. The meaning, I'm just trying to put up a perspective of a normal gentleman or a normal person in the society. Where you come from, you're coming from a home where there's domestic violence or maybe your parents are not relating well. There's a lot of it, emotional, verbal. There's a form of abuse. That's your background. You've grown up in a sense of abuse. So your mental, you wouldn't say you, there's stability where you grew up in. And now you've completed high school, you didn't perform per se. And people are like, eh, we thought you could do better. Why didn't you do better? Everybody, you know, you're lucky enough. We're providing for you. And by the end of the day, you feel like I'm a failure. I can't get it right. I can't do as performed. And maybe you, the only way you knew you would have been important from where you come from is by performing. And that has failed. So maybe the sense of desperation could lead you to suicide. The society doesn't mean that you had what was diagnosed or a mental health condition that was diagnosed, but what you had was underlying stress, chronic stress. Maybe constantly you're trying to study. Maybe constantly you, you know, you're thinking about home. When I go home, how will be my siblings be? How will be my mom be? Did my dad come home drunk again? ATC. So there's that constant chronic stress whereby you find that's a cause. Then there's the other thing that's abuse. Now, that would go to a case maybe for your mom, Mama Andrew. How is now Andrew's mom doing? She's a lady who has maybe decided, I'll stick into this marriage for the kids. I'm going to stick around there. And chronic, chronic stress, depression, self-esteem issues, etc. Until one day she decides, you know what? Andrew is good. He's big enough. He can take care of the younger siblings. I don't think I'm needed here, and I don't feel like I'm performing well as a mother. And maybe there's also chance of self-blame. What do most people feel, or what do when people are in that age of depression, they decide maybe, I think it's time I've served my purpose, it's time to go. Then on another area whereby you think that there are those people that, now in this case, we would assume maybe that would be Baba Andrew, where cases where you feel that people necessary don't speak out what they're going through and that's an african culture for men and some of the things that people feel that you can talk about is maybe the work pressure the work stress or toxic work environments because in you find that the moment you try to talk about it at times people would be do you know how lucky you are to have that job do you know how many people would like to have your position so you find at times people are you know, are shutting down, they're not talking about it, and that goes to be fatigue, to be stressed, etc. That could be also a reason where somebody feels like, you know, I'm exhausted, I need a way out. And it could also be other things that by... We found, there's a time we did, pre-COVID, we did a research and we found that most men who end up in rehabilitation or who end up with suicidal tendencies, it's due to relationship issues. Whereby they have been frustrated. And most, if you go to jail and rehabs you'll find the largest percentage almost 80 percent in every rehab or in every maybe jail is a man and when you look at the background why they ended up there most of the cases are relationship issues and if you do maybe a research background research and find out any just a random go pick and ask somebody why did they commit suicide be it a lady uh you know the husband did one two three the woman did one, two, three, and they felt that this was it. So another key thing that most of the time we know that could lead that, other than now the clinical issues, is most of the time relationship toxicity. When people don't have the skills to maneuver these things in life. Wow, wow, that's so powerful. So what I've gotten from what you've just shared is the three things that stand out to me are chronic stress, 
the second is self-esteem and the third is not speaking out and i can see how all the three can make you feel helpless and because your environment is causing you stress so i can see how it's difficult to talk to this person to ask for help because they're the ones causing you stress whether it's my dad coming home and uh, you know being vulgar or mom and, and and I don't have anyone to talk to because these are the adults that support me uh, in my life. Uh, wow. And even uh, I'm glad you brought up that point of also stress of the job because uh, I think that's something that's not really also spoken about and it reiterates your point of we don't talk about stress. Like if you've gotten a new job, like currently... Uh, we have a new president so it's easy to celebrate a new job new career milestone but the reality is any position has stress related to it and i guess now the question is how do we handle that stress do we have the tools needed and um, so let me ask you for example how can someone identify the signs and symptoms of someone wanting to commit suicide Okay, I think most of the time we approach it top bottom, whereby you find that we want the sense of, you know, committing suicide. We have to understand that suicide most of the time is the last result. That this has been an issue of underlying issues, whereby somebody has been depressed for the longest time, somebody was into drug addiction, somebody has been oppressed at their workplace. Now, like, now we'd go back to the example of Andrew has been, you know, been oppressed constantly oppressed, maybe the promotion came with huge demands, maybe the higher bosses needed one to three. There's the teenager. It's not something you'd say, you know what? When I just look at you, I think you're suicidal. You need help. It's a process. So I think the main thing would be, how do you know somebody is starting a journey that would lead to suicide? What are some of those things? And then now it's looking at what are some of those mental health conditions that could lead you to suicide? What are some of those lack of life skills? Because I think it's not even a mental health condition. It could be a basic lack of life skills. So, for example, you have maybe a sister who just got... Now, Andrew has this sister, Jane, who just got a job. But in between the job, there's the pressure of uh, social media, TikTok, Instagram, etc. And they want to appear okay. And how they're spending their money is not per what they're earning. Whatever is coming in and the output doesn't resonate. So you find that this person is lacking maybe skills of financial management. They're lacking skills of, you know, being authentic to themselves. What happens when they feel that they can no longer afford that? What does that do to them? Because most of the time, especially social media, is a pressure. And sometimes you find that somebody is stressed. Why are you stressed? Because they don't have money. Why don't you have money? At times, doesn't necessarily mean the person is jobless. It could be how they're spending the money or the demands, maybe the income and how much it's applied doesn't really add up, and that could be a stressor. So do they have the skills to find a side house or look for another job? There's somebody who is jobless, you know, like the normal graduates. You know, Andrew, you've gone to school. Your parents have decided, you know what? I won't even pay that diploma for you. You needed, you deserved a degree. So you sort yourself out. Does Andrew know I can go start a business or I can go do something and build up my life and not, you know, do a blue collar job, not a white collar job as much as you wanted to be a pilot, astronaut or doctor? Does Andrew know that? You know what? 
you can start selling some few things make you do you know your talent do you know what you can utilize so i think going back to your question is what are some of those skills that we need to build up in order to avoid us going to towards that journey where somebody can end up you know feeling helpless and giving up in life or suicidal and if somebody is already there what are some of those skills they need to invest in which equally includes professional help because by the time you have in the suicidal ideation suicidal thoughts suicidal attempts it already means hey i think it's time to you know sit back get professional help be it a coach be it a therapist be it a financial manager because we find that this are some of the issues that move around people who have been suicidal people who are who are now feeling that you know i need to give up in life so i think again we need to ask ourselves how do you end up there and then how do you notice as you say if you find yourself your friend is isolating themselves maybe that's now because of the depression part of me they don't want to talk they don't you know andrew you friend peter called you for a party and you're just like no i don't feel like why don't you feel like going because maybe you're looking around and you're like everybody performed excluding me then somebody else told you let's go for a football match and you're like no so by the time your friends notice you'll have missed like one two three four events but i think also the role the responsibility is for i as an individual how do i know when i'm heading that journey so by the time we get to know are we also able to recognize it at a personal level and be like you know what i know i failed my exams but i think i need help at this point i think i need help the way i'm going i may not be okay so but the basic symptoms are our signs are those of depression whereby isolation and also there are jokes people make attempts people make jokes like what if we just died or what if something just happened what if we no longer lived how would it be what is it be? those are times of you know the hints there are people who start giving away valuables things you had you know you had asked maybe in high school you had this girlfriend who had this watch and you had asked her to give you the watch jokingly and she said no but lately you've noticed she's sad or wherever she is or even in campus now you've even moved the life to whatever level and they're like you know what take these things i don't think i no longer need them attempts it's a you know that red sign that says stop wait why are you giving me this and you'd need to dig deeper you know maybe attempts it i want to be remembered as a good person this is me saying goodbye so i want you to take these things and i'm creating my last memories okay so there's no one way to realize somebody is suicidal there are people who actually then speak up and say you know what i think i'm going to attempt suicide which then shows that this actually most people don't know this is an emergency case and there are times people say you know you're just trying to cause attention you're looking for attention etc no this is because attempts to say suicidal people or people who are trying suicidal attempts you don't know how they're going to do it so the moment somebody says you know what i think i just want out before if you're not in a position to ask them how are you planning to do it and to know generally how they are planning to do it though again you know by the time it's getting late it means these are mental health conditions they need help asap and people say where do you get help for a suicidal person just take them to the nearest hospital there's something even we call volu- involuntary admission if you know the person is really at risk cuz what if they decided to burn the whole house down or the whole office workplace down and all of you are there and you were just saying you know she just you might go along with the person so some be it how they talk be it how they present themselves things they stop doing it could be a way for you to know you know what this person is going a road of depression maybe it's time we started having this conversation wow wow there's so many gems you've shared there like you know the the lack of life skills to handle new 
life uh, transitions. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway I've gotten from there, but also just the what you mentioned, the, the key signs uh, to watch out for, the isolation from interacting with friends, the, the jokes. And, uh, you know, if people are selling stuff on, uh, on WhatsApp or on social media, it could be that uh, they're trying to get, a, you know, get rid of things so that uh, they can check out. <laughs> but, it depends. Uh, Not always. Wow. But if and you notice you're close, you know, if you had somebody close to you and they're just selling their car for a giveaway price or they just want to, you know, come and take your car, this car, it might be time to ask why you're giving me a car. <laughs> you know, what's happening here? Let's, you know, man, let's first of all take it easy and see where is this even happening. And also, there are people who self-neglect, or some people don't even don't they don't even have the energy because they're chronically fatigued. They don't even have that energy to get out of bed. The only thing they just want to be left alone, just stay, just do nothing. And the thing that you just surprised me is saying how if someone wants to take their life, it is considered an emergency, and they should go to hospital you know, for the involuntary admission. I found that very surprising. Yeah, it is. There are people, you, if you walk into any hospital, Andrew, and say, you know what, I think I'm suicidal. I don't trust myself being alone. Nobody will say, no, we can't admit you. They'll actually admit you there and look for a psychiatrist or a psychologist for you. They are going to do that. And okay. maybe you can start the process of being checked. Is it bipolar? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Nobody will say, you can do it voluntarily if you realize you're there, or you can do it, or your friends or your family members can do it for you in voluntary. Yeah. Okay. So I'd like to have two conversations then. Okay. If I'm feeling suicidal, what are some ways that I can prevent being suicidal? And after you answer that, if it's someone close to me, you know, my sibling, my friend, my girlfriend, my, my boss, my colleague, if they are suicidal, what are ways I can interact with them to help them prevent suicide? So if you feel you're suicidal, you'd need to ask yourself why. What's your why? Why do you feel like you're not good enough for the world? Why do you feel like you, you know, you're helpless? Once you find out your why, then that directs you what, what can be done. What are the skills that you need? So if you feel like, I feel lonely, nobody would care about me, then again, it's a question of what's your purpose? How do you find yourself impactful? What can you, you know, if you feel like, you know what, why I can't provide any more, why can't you provide any more? Are there other solutions tied towards that? You can also walk into, as you say, hospital, seek a therapist, talk to somebody. You know, you've taken the action. Talk to a friend. If your friends are knowledgeable and they're aware, talk to your friends and say, I think I need support. I need somebody to support me through this month. I think I'm seeking it. As much as maybe I'm going for therapy equally, I'd need your support. And I think most people would show up. You know, the fact that you've been honest and genuine, saying, I need you guys to check on me once a week or, you know, every day. If you have three friends, they can alternate. Could be a simple phone call. But, you know, it's just there to keep you going until you're back on your feet and you're able to consistently do therapy or consistently get back to your why. Why and find a solution. Now, there's the other part where the friends or family members have noticed the person is suicidal. So this would happen in two ways. One, the person you approach now, in this case now, if it was you, Andrew, you either say, no, 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 I'm not, or I don't want to talk about it, and you shut down, or you either say, yes, I think I need help. So that is going to determine how they go about it. So if it's yes, I think I need help, they are the options of, you know what, there's this therapist we know, or there's this support group you can go to. 
and then you can begin your journey in getting help and you can tell them this is how I'd like to feel seen, I would like to feel heard, this is how I'd feel more supported. Now the other case is whereby you're like, no, 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 I don't think I need help, but actually I think I should get out of this app. So then that's now the part whereby are they able to do an involuntary admission? If in case everybody around you feels like you know you're going to harm somebody or you're going to be at danger, and those, then at times people can be taken to now psychiatric places. Once you get into a hospital, those people with professionals, they're able to manage that, tone that, and you're able to get a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and therapy helps a lot. You know, speaking out means your perspective, but also now the people around you, you need to be warm, empathetic, sympathetic, and tell somebody, you know what, I think we need to talk. Not everybody, you know, at times they start because of where we come from as an African society, you know, mental health has been, you undergoing mental health issues, that must be, you know, until now lately that we started to get into this conversation. So you can, as you go ahead and people, you know, as long as you're talking about it and your friends know the right way to say, you know what, I think you need help. Can I work with you this journey? Actually, I volunteer and most therapists would like great. If you went to a therapist or professional and say, I'd like to sit in with my sister, my brother for therapy, for them for when they're starting to feel supported, I think hardly will a therapist say, no, they only need to be here alone, you know, until they get comfortable. Wow, that's very powerful. So the thing that has echoed loudly for me is support. Find support where you feel listened to, whether it's the coach, whether it's the therapist, uh, because now that's where you feel you want to check out because you're not being listened to. That's very powerful. And thank you for, for sharing that, Grace. And uh, I was also just wondering, um, there's so many stories around, you know, suicide, some that are myths, some that are not true, uh, just utter lies that, you know, because they've been practiced over a while, we think they're okay. What are some of these myths, and uh, would you mind debunking some of these myths around suicide? Okay, now, as being an African society, the most common one, and I think maybe if you've not had this, I don't know, unless you're not African or you've not lived in Kenya, how, most of the time, I don't know, have you had, I have had people like, even I see it every day on social media, I'm stressed. And the first thing you see is either a Bible verse a quotation or you need to pray for that bad spirit or i'm depressed or i feel suicidal and there's a whole you know religion is good and it really actually plays a huge role actually the reason most people i saw friendly update this i think two weeks before elections and he said this that's damn and he did this on his status and he was saying that you know the reason why most people ended up committing suicide why most people we ended up in some of these things and like teenage pregnancy, it's because of lack of people who are not going to church. You know, during COVID, people were locked down and people weren't able to step into church or it is. And that's actually really hit me home. And you find that most people, they're only a great number of people, the only reason they're holding on is because they have a higher power. They look into God, be it whoever you're looking up to. That's the one thing that they're really holding on to, and that's what has kept them going, which is good because that plays a huge role. Now, the flip side of that is that mental health is a medical condition. It needs a doctor. It needs a psychiatrist. You know, when you have a headache, what do you do, Andrew? You go buy painkillers and pray God you get better. 
when you feel in society now this one of now those means that well by you know what this one you don't even need to waste your money looking for medication at psychiatrist or etc i think we need to pray for this spirit i think they need to go back to their culture etc and check what went wrong or what the parents even actually did wrong so that's one of the things that i've really found con- conflicting because every time i find somebody saying i think i could be having depression oh, how do you know you have bipolar you know bipolar it's on the intention could be from a lack of knowledge by me in my mind i'm just the first thing that comes to my mind is like hold up one you can't diagnose yourself two these are whole mental health things so then again now that makes because people don't know mental health is actually a real medical condition you need to see the doctor it brings society in a way that you know what i think you need help divine intervention etc we are not saying or i'm not saying it's wrong but we need to understand this is not something you just you need to go to see a professional the other myth would be it's a one again you know society is still a crime in our country and something we are still trying to maneuver and yeah it's something the bill has been trying to be passed etc so you find that because there's a shaming a lot of shame that comes into it and this one is the one that i've found people saying like you know what you're a bad person because you're trying to commit suicide you can't be a good person you know people who are trying to take away themselves and most people will say that it's selfish what do you think the other people will you know are going to think about you or the person who is trying to commit suicide has tried has actually maybe sat down and looked at the option and the only option they have seen you know if I was not alive my parents wouldn't be spending this money you know i felt why should they pay a diploma they wouldn't be doing one two three and then there is you know whoever we talked as mama andrew she said it there and saying you know what my kids wouldn't be seeing me and suffering i think they are better off without such a mom i need out and then there's now whoever the baba andrew is and he's like you know what my main mission in was supposed to bring up a good family my son has failed i've been of bad you know i've hurt my wife i've done one two three i don't need to be here so you find that there's that perception society of people are selfish people no they're not that's a myth it's because at times these people have tried or they don't even know any way to ask for help yeah wow wow that's very powerful and so oh, and one more they're not, that, one more they're not yes. looking for attention you know there's this whole their attention they want to do it you know they can't do it they just needed to get our attention they just trying they call it clot chasing yeah they just trying that thing you know there's not somebody who can just go ahead you know a suicidal person actually doesn't say they are committed suicide they'll have just committed suicide yeah that's another one wow wow and from this myths you you've really shown some of the things that we should not be saying around people who are thinking of suicide and i'm just wondering um you know this seems to uh, reiterate the lack of life skills so maybe what are some things uh you know someone could say to someone going through that that would help ease their mind ease their heart uh i think the first thing is one understand everybody's journey is different and everybody would like support differently so i think the first thing would be i see you know people want to feel seen people want to feel validated i see you undergoing a hard time how can i support you how can i be there for you or what would feel more comfortable how can i make you feel more loved 
you know, how can I feel, make you feel more wanted? If you ask somebody this, and maybe they can start thinking like, by the way, somebody wants, you know, somebody sees me, somebody understands me, and they would like to be there for me. Another thing would be, you can offer at times. You can decide, I say lately, maybe where you are, the only energy you have is maybe wake up, eat, and eat, 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 eat. Can I come help you with a few things? Clean up the house. You know, keep them company. The people actually, they don't need you to speak. And no it's very, very important to ask somebody, how can I support you best? Unless somebody says, I also don't have an idea. And then you can ask them, can we get into the journey of experimenting? Today we can take a walk. Tomorrow we can go to a book club. The other day we can go watch a movie or ETC or we can just cook something. You can do that. But there are people, other people who are just like, I just need my silence and just listen to my thoughts and have somebody around that I don't trust myself alone. So if one, the moment you ask somebody, how can I support you, that opens doors for many things. Because there are people who might, Andrew might want people to just be there. You see you have company. And then Grace here is assuming Andrew needs advice. Andrew needs to be spoken to. So I could be getting it all wrong. Because maybe where you're coming from, everybody else has been advising you. You have your siblings who have said, ask how could you perform that in high school? You know, you have your parents who are like, do you know how much we went to work and invested in you and spent this amount of money in you? Yeah. So ask somebody, how would you like to feel seen, loved, or supported? Wow. And uh, those are really, really some powerful tips. How do you want to be supported? And hear how someone, sometimes they just want you to be there. And... You know, what I appreciate is, uh, you know, the tips that you're giving us right now, you know, it's something that I can think, you know, I can start applying or anyone listening, you can even start applying these tips. And what, uh, would you mind just sharing a few resources where one can delve into deeper for these life skills that can help one understand what they're going through in their mind or maybe what someone else might be going through? Okay, one, if you want Maybe to learn some more... some books or, or is there numbers people can call? You know, what are kind of the different kind of resources? Maybe let's start with some books. Uh, books. My greatest book, I think the one that I find people would really understand why people end up the specific way. It's called The Body Keeps Scores. It's for experience about trauma, how the body keeps scores, and why people keep on. You know, you could think, Andrew, you're now 50 years old, but you're still dealing with the teenage Andrew from high school. And how can that can get to affect you maybe later on in your life? So I think that's one of the books I would recommend. There's also Adult Children for Emotionally Mature Parents. It ideally explains how parentification has affected most adults. But also to put in mind that we shouldn't forget that also kids have committed suicide, feel the urge to commit suicide, but it's supposed to help us understand how can we support people around us better. You can just check out the whole organization page wherever you can get to see more tips on suicide. I think now, today being this World Prevention Day, social media, the, you only need to type even on Google SU and everything will pop up. But also the government now, if you Kenyan, the government of Kenya lately has been very, very supportive and have organizations like Red Cross. We equally support in terms of therapy, life coaching. Yes. Thank you for those uh, for those resources. I'll go ahead and post them in the show notes so that uh, you can go ahead and check them out. And uh, you know, 
what you've made me realize uh, uh, during this conversation is the echoing lack of skills on the children's side to understand their emotions, their thoughts, but also the role of the parents in terms of how they can affect each other and their children and those around them. And I can see when this sort of cuts across, like, you know, if a boss uh, doesn't understand the amount of stress they're bringing to the workplace and even the employee, the impact of their behavior in the workplace, I'm just wondering, do you have any... Um, do you do any sort of coaching or teaching resources about self-awareness, how to understand your emotions, your thoughts, what have you? Yes, we do. Currently, I have a class that's called Hello Self. Ideally, it's very intentional. Hello Self. Do you get, because again, we grew up in a perception whereby, you know, Andrew, you never chose your name. You never even chose where to grow up in. And then, you know, you still try. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like... <laughs> You've never thought about that. You never made choices for yourself. Maybe the only time you started making choices for yourself was after high school. If any other choice you made was out of rebellion, most likely. Yeah, imagine. And maybe even it's after campus, if you went to campus, because you had to live under your parents' roof, as they say. So you find that, okay, the course is called Hello Self. Ideally, it's more of trying to, can you reparent yourself? Can you introduce, reintroduce yourself to yourself? So whereby we get to learn some of these skills, how do you get to understand yourself? How do you, why do you act the way you act? Why do you react the way you react? Why are you attached? We you know your attachment styles, your boundaries. Why do you have issues with boundaries? Why are you struggling with people pleasing behavior? And how do they get to affect you as an adult? And how do you get to, you know, transition from the you that you're now to the you that you'd like to be better? So that's one of the programs. We also have another one for kids. It's called the youngster club basically because kids are supposed to be you know thrive nice and for kids kids it's beautiful because they're open they're waiting to be filled in and the class basically teaches about hope to instill hope in the kids how do they become adults that understand how do they know even from a young age they're worthwhile you know they deserve to be where they are how do you affirm them how do they know you know what i can make my decisions and just because it's different my me, my decision as Christ is different from yours as Andrew. Necessarily doesn't mean either of us is wrong. Nobody has to be wrong. And nobody has to be perfect. We're just different people doing different things. And as long as this makes me happy and whatever you're doing makes you happy, then it means we can embrace diversity. Yeah, then other than that, now we do tailor-made courses. There is a parenting course whereby people just come learn. How do you, you know, how do you unlearn this? How do you start this? And how do you become more impactful? And uh, where can we find you so that we can get more information about this so we can sign up for class and uh, upgrade our life skills? Okay. You can website Jetunza Wellness. It's online. There's Facebook, Jetunza, Instagram, Jetunza underscore KE, Twitter, Jetunza Wellness. Can I share contact? Okay, sure, plus two five four. Email number, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Plus two five four seven triple one double eight three hundred. Thank you very much for that. Uh, yes, I'll go ahead and post all of the information in the show notes so that you can reach out to Grace if you want to get more information, uh, get some advice, get some input, get some learning materials, get some referrals. 
And uh, I'm very grateful uh, for your the work that you're doing with Men Grace and uh, just the rest of the Kenyans also, and uh, impacting your clients uh, so that their lives can be better. And that's the reason why I do this podcast. And uh, before we sign off, do you have any last words, your parting shot before we sign off? Okay, maybe once, thank you for giving us an opportunity, at least being impactful to the world, you know, being able to reach other people, using people like I, to, it's humbling actually. Then I think my last shot would be, today being Suicide World Prevention Day is, it's okay not to be okay, look for help, seek for help. There's only somebody out there willing to be empathetic, willing to listen, as long as everything always has a solution. It's never, I would never say it's never that, it's never as bad as you say it at times. You know, at times there's always something extra. Just talk to somebody and the moment you begin that conversation, it opens different ways for us to see how can, you know, how can you get support? How can you get help? Yeah. Wow. Find the support that you need that works for you. Thank you very much, Grace. If you have found this uh, conversation very insightful, very helpful, please do share it with uh, someone else on your social handles. Um, and uh, yes, follow me on Revenge F Gods on Instagram, on TikTok, and Facebook. And uh, also, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Revenge of the Forsaken Gods. And this is published both in video format on YouTube revenge of the forsaken gods and it is also on all uh, podcast platforms from afripods if you want to listen to specifically african uh, based podcast or spotify apple uh, podcasts you can also find it there if you prefer to listen to it there so subscribe if this has been impactful to, uh, to you and i would love to hear your comments um what did you get from this presentation? What is one thing that stood out for you? For me, there were so many things. Uh, I would love to hear that. And uh, help me on my quest to share with you information and tools that can help you live a fruitful life. You have been listening to Revenge of the Forsaken Gods. And I have been your host, Andrew Balongo Pere. And I hope that you will have a great day today. Thank you very much. <music>